the national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 10-10. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. Uh, as we play a little armchair quarterback today, I don't know. I might get a little emotional, so you might want to turn your volume down just a little bit as the Titans went to Indianapolis and uh, allowed a five-game losing streak, winning streak to be dissolved against the Indianapolis Colts and their second-string quarterback, Gardner Minshew, um, with his long hair and – Mustache said, and beard you know, and everything, and I said last week I hope I hoped I was wrong, but unfortunately I wasn't. You know they had their big game against they had a big game against Cincinnati, so they were due for a letdown, yep. and that's exactly what happened. Well, um, the front, the offensive front, uh, still has some issues. They got Skaronsky back, uh, and he was fairly solid, especially for somebody who's been out for as long as he has been, um, but. Uh, Boy, the right side of their offensive line's got some issues, and well, they're going to have to get some things fixed somewhere uh, along the line, or they're going to have some bigger, bigger problems coming down the pike. All right, first things first, locally, on a good note, uh, the Columbia Central Lions won Friday night uh, over Franklin County, 18-6. to uh, The Spring Hill High School Raiders uh, took it on the chin from Shelbyville, 44-23, and the Mount Pleasant Tigers uh, put it all over East Hickman, 34 to nothing in local high school football action. Now back to the two and three Titans as they lose 23 to 16 at Indianapolis. A couple of quotes from some Titans players. Derrick Henry, quote, it's very frustrating. You want to be that team that starts to excel and puts a couple of wins together back-to-back, and we're not doing that. We have to lock in, focus, and figure out what we need to do to be able to do those things. Quote, we have to be better individually and collectively. Would you agree with that, Coach? Uh, much so, and and he, he – I, if I remember in that interview, he went on to say that I've got to do better myself. Yeah, right. he he didn't he didn't just throw people under the bus. He said, "I'm not doing as well as I could be." Though, in in his defense, when you got people hitting you before you really ever get started, it's kind of hard for a running back to get moving. Do you feel? And, do you feel as though the Titans let one get away? Yeah. Okay. Because but, they, as bad as bad as they played, and and <laughs> by all accounts, this one was a bad game. They were still one score away. They had they were one drive away and had the ball. I think you know, and and if he hadn't thrown that interception right there at the end, they had a shot. Uh, you know, you and I were talking before the break. 
the decision to go for fourth down down there on the two-yard line. Uh, bad decision. You know, well, bad decision in the light of that game. Yeah. You know, uh, you know that was. I mean, your, they, they your offense, your offense been, wasn't clicking. You're you know, playing running, away from well, home. The running game has been struggling. You're you're down there in a compressed passing area. Uh, your kicker has been kicking lights out, um, and you've been able to get yourself within field goal distance all day. You haven't been able to finish it off, but you've been able to get to yourself in field goal distance. You got it sooner or later when you're playing these kind of games that you're playing. You got to put it on the back of your defense and say, keep them. Keep them bottled up. Right. Give us another shot. Give us one more shot. Kick that field goal. We're within one point where, like you said, a field goal wins it. Um, now, as it worked out, the defense did give up a long drive. That was eight minutes to go in the game. You, you weren't at sure. – you, you had still had half of the fourth quarter. You would think your defense has been playing well all year. Yeah, they've – It's going to get the struggle. ball back. With, They're going to get the ball back. With and, at and, least – With at yeah. least – Two, three minutes yeah. left in the ball game. Let's just say three minutes. You don't yeah. have to get it back with four or five minutes. You could and, let you could let Indy drive down to the forty, punt the ball away, and and get the ball back with three minutes. Go back down the field, get within field goal range. And like you say, Nick Folk has been kicking the lights been out money. of the ball, and and, and get back. And in, in this field particular goal range. game, Tannehill and D Hop had had a good connection going. Uh, they were, you know, they were doing. D Hop had a great game, and Carl, my and, dog, knew exactly <laughs> what they were going to call on that fourth and one play, which was Derrick Henry straight up the gut, and they get and, the, they get through the line, get to his ankles, and bring him down, basically for a loss. Yeah, well, if you watch the replay, they they showed the end zone play on that, and the right tackle, the guy basically stood the offensive right tackle up, stood him up, literally threw him to the right. Literally threw him down to the right and went and made the play. You know, uh, you, as an offensive tackle, you just can't. That's unexcusable. Well, and and you got to at least stay engaged and get a stalemate. You cannot get thrown completely off like that. The Titans. Um, and they said the linebacker came up and made a big play because he was unblocked. Well, you give Henry, you give Henry a chance to get his shoulder squared up. The linebacker is going to have a hard time keeping him out two yards. The defensive lineman, though. Like you said, gets him, gets to his ankles, gets him before he can turn up field, and before he builds up and, any type of momentum, and and he gets him basically before. right as he gets the ball. Yeah. I mean, so it wasn't even. It wasn't in my opinion. It wasn't even really close. And, and the right side of the line had been having problems all day. Why go to the right? I don't know. When your best blockers by by contract know. and by personnel your best blockers are to your left side. You know, Tannehill. You know, believe it or not, hey folks, Tannehill used to be a wide receiver. He started yeah. out his college career as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He can run. Why not, you know, why not give a little play action, something, roll out, come around the end, you know, do something. Carl, my dog, knew that the play was going to Derrick Henry up the he can anybody anybody with any sense I don't overly. So frustrating to me to watch the Titans do this over and over and over again with the same result. Like they say, it's insanity. I don't have an overly big problem with giving the ball to Henry, but I do have a big problem going to the side of the line that you that's been having problems all night, all day long. Go to the left side. They've had they had their success that they've had was to the left side in running the ball. Why go to the right? 
now I can see you know you give to Henry and Henry's had what two he had a halfback pass yesterday almost almost in he's he's thrown the jump pass now for a touchdown I can see them saying okay we're going to give it to him this time he's going to go ahead and run it right because now the linebacker is going to be hesitant with that little jump pass I'm okay with that play call except for the where Going to went. the right side the instead of the left side. The direction it went. Go to the left side. Okay. It's the same mistake they made uh, back back with Cincinnati. Uh, uh, and, and you know, the, you know, everybody wants to dump that game on Tannehill. I, I dumped that on the OC. Okay. Uh, the Titans had won five straight against Indianapolis heading into yesterday's game. Uh, after a season opening loss to New Orleans, which was a very tight ball game. Yeah. Um, the Titans have now alternated wins and losses through the first five games of the year. Um, quote, we just got our ass whooped from the starting whistle to the end, outside linebacker Arden Key said. Mm-hmm. We, we, we came out accurate flat. Accurate assessment. We came out flat, and they just beat our ass out there. I'm just quoting the player. Yeah. What are you saying? They just whooped our ass from start to finish. Trailing 10-6 to six at the half, and I'm going to rehash the game a little bit, but um, trailing 10-6 to six at the half, the Titans took the, <clears throat> took the, t- took the lead 13-10 to 10 on a 19-yard run by Tajay Spears, which is a pretty reverse, run, on the which reverse is a play. terrific play, terrific run. The score capped a four-play 75-yard drive that gave the Titans momentum at the start of the third quarter, but the momentum was short-lived. As the Colts drove right down the field and scored on a four-yard touchdown run by Zach Moss, who had a career day against the Titans front, uh, supposedly one of the best front seven in the NFL. Uh, I think he had 165. A bad day to he have a, a bad day. <laughs> Moss ran for 165 yards yesterday and two touchdowns. Nick Folk's third field goal of the contest uh, was the 34-yarder that made it 17-16 with two minutes to go in the third quarter before the Colts extend their lead but with a field goal to 20-16 with 13-22 left in the contest. Um, on a 35-yard from Matt Gay. And then midway through the fourth quarter, Henry was stuffed on a fourth and one from the five-yard line. And that's the, that's the play we're talking about. And I'm saying kick the field yeah, goal. I, I agree. It, it, the way this game to, has been going. Make it 20-19, yeah. to 19, a one-point game. You put yeah. it back on your defense back. Tell them we got to get the ball back. Even, you know, look. If even we can get if, past look, the 30-yard line, we got three points. Hey, look. Yeah. It, it, Look, if if you don't stop them, right? Let's let's say let's say let's say the Titans don't stop them. They make it twenty to nineteen. It's twenty to sixteen. Okay, their Titans are down mm-hmm. four. They go for it. They don't make it. I, okay, so that means the Titans need a touchdown to win, right? Right. Make it twenty to nineteen. Kick the field goal. Make twenty to nineteen. Then even if even if Indy goes down the field and kicks a field goal, you're still in the same position. That you were even if you, if, don't, they scored, if, you, if you don't make the first down, which they did not. If, so what I'm saying is kick score the field goal. Even if they score a touchdown, you're a touchdown and a two-point conversion away. Even if they score a touchdown. <laughs> That's at, right. At, you know, worst case scenario. That's right. But the worst case scenario for the Titans happened, and that was a long extended Stranded drive back down the field. They had no answer for Minshew, and that was – you know, you know, and the Titans were forced to settle for too many field goals in this situation. Yeah. They weren't able. I think they got inside the the red zone like four times and came away with one touchdown. 
And, you know, when you're playing away like that, you've got, you know, you can't do that. You've got to figure things out. And I'm just, I'm just so worn out with getting emotionally invested with, with, with the Titans and then, and then getting, like this article says, gut-punched by uh, bonehead-type predictable play calling, bonehead-type plays, bonehead decisions. I mean, that a, that a simple fan, football fan like myself, could could see a difference in and and not make that call and, and you know maybe I'm maybe I'm overreacting maybe the people you guys out there listening say Drake you just calm your butt down you you're, you're not you're <laughs> you know you're you you're going too far overboard well you're, you're I mean, not I, you're I, not very you know again I've coached high school football for for years and I agree with your assessment uh, with the decision making right there though I. I get the idea at that point Vrabel had kind of lost his faith in his defense for the for the day. Maybe not, you know, obviously not for the year, but for the day. They obviously hadn't stopped Minshew. They hadn't stopped Moss. He's thinking, I've got to make points now. I've got to get ahead now and, and force them to kick the field goal. Maybe we can hold them to that. Uh, though I, I think you get within one point, and I think your defense – sees it and I don't know I you know hindsight's always 2020 and, and uh, again I don't disagree necessarily with the the giving the ball to Henry on that fourth down I do disagree with going to the right instead of the left sure and um, and like you said the possibility of even faking it to Henry and rolling Tannehill out one way or the other and giving Moss or not Moss, giving D Hop a chance. You know, D Hop's one of the, the the highest rated players in the red zone. You get it near him, he's in the catch. Yeah, uh, I mean, so the, you know, nine now, times now out you of make 10. now you make the defense decide: do we cover D Hop or do we stop Tannehill? If he can get out on the edge, so and, I mean, there's other options. And what I'm yeah. saying is, there are so many other options than doing the most predictable play that the Titans have run, and that is <laughs> Derrick Henry at right tackle, you know, or right guard, whatever. Yeah. It is. I mean, that, that it is it is over and over and over again, and that's exactly what they did in the fourth and one, and that's exactly what uh, the Indianapolis Colts played and and, and thought the the. Titans OC was going to do, and that's what they did. So well, that and again, had they executed the play, uh, again, the replay, they literally threw the right tackle out of the play. Well, he got stood up by the defensive tackle. He literally got thrown out. Now, if he would just in state, if he would just stayed engaged with that defensive tackle, Henry still would have had a chance to push that in. But the fact that the literally got, lineman just had a straight shot, just he he whipped. I mean, he wasn't got, contested. He, he 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 engaged the guy and got literally got thrown away from the play. Uh, how an off how an NFL offensive tackle, one of the biggest men on the field, gets manhandled like that. Who knows? That's I, I mean, there's well, some there's some really big issues that need to be addressed. In the Titans line, and, and I don't know that they can address them this year. And next week doesn't get any any easier as they travel over the pond to London to play the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, Ravens, who took a tough loss yesterday at the hands of their uh, superstar quarterback 
and highly paid quarterback Lamar um, Lamar Lamar Alexander Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that would have been a miracle. That would have that, that really yeah. would have been something. But Lamar Jackson yeah. threw a late late interception in that game uh, while they they were just about to score. Matter of fact, and take total control of that game, and he throws an interception. Um, to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh drives back down the the field and wins that ball game, and I'm sure Lamar, knowing him, probably took took all the credit himself. Last night, the uh, San Francisco 49ers showed why they wow. are why they are one of the best teams Talk in the NFL. Or not. Three touchdowns to their tight end George Kittle. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey Man. added added a touchdown. And they just they just stymied the Cowboys offense and really really just I mean they just embarrassed the Cowboys last night. If you're and, a Cow- and, and, look if you're a Cowboys fan watching oh, that gosh. game last night yes. or you traveled out to Santa Clara, California to watch in live in person that game last night, A, you'd have cut the TV off by halftime, probably. Or at least by the end of the third quarter, at the most by the end of the third quarter. And if you were there, you probably would have left halfway, left the stadium halfway through the third quarter. That's how embarrassing it got for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it got it just got ugly, ugly. And you know, the Cowboys are three and they you know, they came in at three and one. They lost to Arizona and everybody thought it was kind of a fluke at Arizona. Now the cow now they're three and two and got questions. Got questions and the forty ers they they move up to five and zero oh and and are in command and and look look like they're headed to the Super Bowl and talk about your diamonds in the your garage sale diamond in the rough or you know the garage sale find that that that, that strikes you rich Brock Purdy getting less than a million dollars a year right now he gets the minimum he gets the almost gets the NFL minimum. Almost has the NFL minimum, and he is setting the world on fire. How many three touchdown passes yesterday? Yeah, I all, mean all three to George, to George Kittle. You know, and if you're watching, he's not just managing the game; he's making critical throws for first downs down the field. And uh, he's, uh, you know, it, it's well it, it's at, amazing at less than a million dollars yeah. a year boy I, if i'm if i'm his agent i i am i am getting well, the calculator ready for I this offseason i would say that, <laughs> and, and you know he's in a pretty good position because he's probably going to see how this year kind of shakes out and it looks like it's going to shake out pretty well for him yeah and so he'll really have some leverage for negotiations moving into next and they over, are over the loaded around him they are loaded around him there you go okay so, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk some college football. Miami Hurricanes, Mario Cristobal, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> let's talk some balls. Bama coming up in a couple of weeks, but the balls have to get through Texas A&M first, just like Bama went out and took care of business in College Station this weekend, past weekend. Um, I'm Drake. Coach Mike, we'll be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike. It is Monday, uh, and we're playing a little armchair quarterback, as we always like to do, and sports fans like to do on uh, a big a big football weekend like we just had. Um, the AP poll came out, and there was some definite movement going on. Uh, Georgia... Who last last the last poll um, got about twenty less first place votes than they had the week before two weeks ago, after they went to Auburn and kind of struggled a little bit at Auburn, but still won the ball game. They received twenty less first place votes last week. Yeah. Last week, yes, and they got they got those twenty back this week, so they got fifty first place votes. As they took care of business against the, at the time, undefeated uh, Kentucky Wildcats that went down to Athens. And Georgia, in the friendly confines of Athens, Georgia, took care of business. Michigan uh, is at number two. Ohio State is at three. And, of course, those two will have to play each other later in the season. And Florida State is at four. And the Oklahoma Sooners. Say, did you watch that game? Yeah, I watched that, that game. That was a classic. Yeah, I watched that, that game. It was amazing. I got a hundred dollars uh, <laughs> on Dylan Gabriel at fifty to one to win the Heisman. Yeah, I okay. watched that game. That's a five that's a fifty one hundred dollar ticket that I'm gonna cash if Dylan Gabriel plays like he played against Texas the rest of the year. And I, I think I think if he's invited to the uh, NAS, New York Athletic Club for those ceremonies, and I think if Caleb Williams is sitting there, and I don't know, maybe Michael Penix from Washington, uh, those two will have to square off later in the season. But, yeah, I like Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, he's tough. What happened to your Notre Dame guy? Well, I mean, you know, they got to win ball games. Yeah, they I mean, they, you know, they they got to win ball games. They, but, uh, they went up, they went up there and faced a good, solid Louisville defense that got, that Notre Dame couldn't do anything with. Yeah, I but mean, go back to that Oklahoma Texas game. That was, uh, you know, of course, I grew up in Oklahoma, so I, I've always you know been either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State fan or, or both. And uh, you know, of course, I'm always pulling for the Sooners in that in the Red River rivalry and. Uh, that was just one of those games that just it, it's it's going to go down as an instant classic. The to me the turning point in the game that that finally kind of or that started the ball rolling towards Oklahoma, even though it didn't finish the game, was that that uh, four down, no penalties, goal line stand from oh, the yeah. first and goal at the one. Absolutely, and they hold them out without a penalty. Stood you know, them up. There, there, there wasn't a penalty that pushed the offense right. back. They just held their ground and uh, turned Pretty impressive. That, that, and then he turns around, and, and then, the, of course, then the last-minute drive, literally the last-minute drive to go down the yeah, score with 15 Gabriel. seconds uh, was and thought, just and, – And, you know, people made the touchdown pass, uh, the last touchdown. Gabriel had a guy right in his face at that yeah. touchdown pass, but he still had the chutzpah to uh, – to look Stand up and, and, and keep looking for that receiver at the last second, pretty much as he was being, being tackled, tackled, he catches, he sees the guy in the corner and yeah. flips it, flips, flips it, it to him. him. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's that's a Heisman Trophy mo- moment. If that's not a Heisman Trophy moment, I well, want to know what drive, it is. The whole drive, the clutch pass is made and the clutch catch is made in that whole drive. 
they got to go the length of the field in less, really, in a minute and a half to win the game. And, and there's and there's a college quarterback that did that. Yeah, and, in, and that, in that on on that on that stage. And if I remember, they they were out of timeouts. If I remember right, uh, they may they may have had a timeout or two, but they they, you know, it was just a brilliantly engineered. I, I think Coach Venable has finally. They, they've kind of caught on to his system. They've kind of caught on to his – granted, he's been a defensive coach most of his career, but uh, but I think they're starting to kind of get get in the groove with him, and uh, they're going to be formidable. And like I said, to, I, I texted one of my buddies, the SEC is going to have fun with Oklahoma and Texas next oh, year. Oh, I think I – think There's going to be some classic games going absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, number six, Penn State slides in at six, Washington at seven, Oregon at eight. And I think they play this coming week in Washington, Oregon play this coming Saturday, which will be a terrific game. That'll be Bo Nix against Michael Penix, who are two of the top five uh, Heisman candidates right now. Um, Texas comes slides down to nine. USC is at 10. USC had a squeaker of a game, but pulled it out uh, in three overtimes over Arizona State. Over Arizona. Arizona yeah. And, you know, I thought, I thought, Coach, you know, Arizona played Mississippi State earlier this year. I want to say the second game or something. And they went to overtime against each other. I think Mississippi State pulled it out in overtime in that game. But it was a tough fought, t- really tough fought game. And I felt as though Arizona might after – because, you know, you know how it is when you play tough games against tough teams and you come out on the short end of the stick, it kind of teaches your team – how to compete, and 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 it gets them it gets them in that tough situation. If they get if they get hit in the nose and still come up a little short later in the season, that kind of helps them out. Depends on how the coach handles the aftermath of that game. It can be it can do. You're right. It can it can harden them, and it, it can harden a team and, and and build them up. It can also be the gut punch that just saps right. your energy because well, you got I, I so close, it, so close, so close, and then you still couldn't pull it out. And I think, I, I think, and, but I think because they played er, that happened early in the season to them, it can only help them later in the season. Well, when they get in dog fights later in the season, they were a question mark of a team, and so the fact that they were able to get into that kind of a game and and be so be so tough and it is it was was a buildup for them as as opposed to say usc loses that game that's a gut punch and and could could really tear down the rest of the season well alabama comes in at number 11 after they took went to college station and and basically took care of business against a&m i'm I'm, you know uh milro looked a little bit better uh the defense holding a&m to what 10 points i think for the whole game and then i mean come on that's that's jimbo fisher and Bobby Petrino, uh, two of the best offensive college football offensive minds in the on the planet, and Alabama holds them to ten points. Going against one of the best defensive minds in the planet at, <laughs> at home. You know, you say, in, in say don't, don't, you know, don't discount Saban and all that. You there know, you go. Uh, and you know, I'm just telling but I you, think folks. There's, I think you see. I thought you saw some confidence being built. Two ways. This I think you see Saban getting some more confidence in Milro, and you see Milro getting more confidence in himself. Right. There you go. And I, so I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. And that's going to make that's going to make Alabama just that much tougher. Um, and North Carolina, North Carolina stomped, and I mean stomped Syracuse at home, forty to seven. So they move up to number twelve. Ole Miss took care of business. They they're in at thirteen over Arkansas. 
Arkansas really hadn't shown a lot this year. I mean, BYU beat Arkansas earlier this year. So, I'm, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, Arkansas, that's, <laughs> it, it's, they're, they're a lot like Kentucky. They're a very strong, they can, you know, very talented team. They got a quarterback that is unbelievably talented, but they just don't have the, the confidence, what I, you know, what some people call the chutzpah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> to finish, the to cajon, finish those the cajones, games. you know, or, or to just, finish those games off. And, and he's, you know, Coach Pittman's doing a great job. And, and it's just going to, I hope the Arkansas fan base gives him the chance because I think he's he's going to get them over the hump. Okay. But it's going to take I, a little bit because he because he plays you know an incredibly tough schedule. There you and, go. And so it's going to take them a little bit. All right, Louisville moved up to number fourteen as they took care of the Fighting Irish and my uh, Sam Hartman, my uh, another another Heisman pick. I, you know that's his second. That's that's Notre Dame's second loss. And they just – they looked like they just didn't have an answer for, for, for Louisville. Um, Louisville's kind of done some renovations to their um, stadium there. They had the largest crowd ever to watch a Louisville football game against Notre Dame there Saturday night. And uh, Louisville took care of business, so they move up to 14. Oregon State uh, took care of Utah this past weekend. No, that no, was a I'll surprise take, to me. I'll take that back. Yeah. I'll take that back. Let me take that back. Oregon State, <laughs> I get these mixed. I get the Pac-12 mixed up. Yeah, I think Oregon State played Cal this past weekend and took care of business. Anyway, they come in at 15. Utah comes in at 16. Duke moves up to 17. UCLA at 18. Washington State. Look at all these Pac-12 uh, teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, in, it's incredible that there's Washington, Oregon, USC – uh, let me count this down. Oregon State, Utah, UCLA, Washington State. I mean, there there there's seven in the top twenty in the top twenty coach right there of the Pac twelve. And this is the last year Here. the Pac twelve's gonna be played, around. Had they played the last five years, like they've been playing this year, there would be no question that, that the Pac twelve would, would be the one of the strongest. Uh, I don't. I don't conferences get, out well, there. Well, this is it. This is their swan song yeah. for sure. Uh, Tennessee finishes out the top twenty. Then Washington State at night. Yeah, Washington State uh, lost to UCLA. Okay, that's right. That's Twenty-five right. to seventeen. That was their first loss. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Tennessee's at number twenty. Notre Dame twenty-one. LSU, Kansas, Kentucky, and then they had mercy on the University of Miami and um, let them come in. At number twenty-five, <laughs> stay in the top twenty. Uh, well, twenty-five and, and anyway. Have mercy on them. And I don't know whether you folks know exactly what what went on at Miami. <laughs> but if you just listen to me for a second, okay? Your team, and, and this is for my listeners and coach, you too. I saw the replays. <laughs> your t- your team is leading twenty to seventeen. You've got a third down. There are 35 seconds. seconds left in the game. The play clock in college, unless after a timeout or other break, such as a penalty, is 40 seconds. You've got 35 seconds on the clock. It's third down. Your opponent has no timeouts left. Here are your choices. A, run a play of some sort, or B, Kneel down Take on the Take a ball. knee and let the clock run. <laughs> Miami 
And Coach Mario Cristobal chose the first option, run a play. The Hurricanes, despite needing to only kneel to win the game, ran a play. Running back Donald Chaney in a handoff up the middle, fumbled the ball to Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets went 74 yards in 26 seconds to score a touchdown. To win. And win the game. Not just to tie it, to win it. (laughs) 23-20 in the most improbable victory that will surely go down in college athletics lore as one of the most baffling and bonehead coaching decisions ever made in college football. Uh, As Miami broke the huddle to run a play – as the time ticked under 40 seconds, ACC analyst Tim Hasselbeck, who I normally disagree with, immediately knew it was a bad idea. Quote, Hasselbeck said, just take a knee. Yeah. <laughs> you should not be handing this football off. I don't know what Miami is doing is what Hasselbeck said. And then, well. And then the fumble. It happened. <laughs> Two completions, touchdown, game over. They go home. And the over 20-point underdog, Georgia Tech, Rambling Wreck, Yellow Jackets, leave Miami with a a victory. And shredded Miami's hopes for any consideration. And Hasselbeck says it needs to be said. That's one of the biggest coaching mistakes at this level I have ever seen in my lifetime. Coach, you know, you're, you're a football coach. And, and, you know, you've probably second-guessed some calls you've made over your career. But let me ask you this. How does Mario Cristobal get a minute of sleep Saturday night? How, does, how is it possible? How does he win the faith of his players back? Of course, now, again – yeah, the fullback hangs on to the, the ball. ball. It doesn't matter. You know, you know. Then, then, then we're all kind of going, boy, that was a risky call. You know, instead of the stupid call, it was a risky call. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's uh, – but still, you know, how do you win back the faith of your booster clubs and the people who make the decisions about whether you get to keep your job or not? Now, this article, uh, that, this article that Coach that I'm taking it from – uh, was written by Yahoo Sports. But let's look at the ACC real quick before this next break. Three ACC teams remain undefeated. undefeated. It could have been four if it had been Miami, including Louisville, which is the newest member of Yahoo Sports' top ten. And uh, Colorado and Deion Sanders found the win column over Arizona State. They kind of had a, a, a tough go of it. Clemson's offense still has real problems as they just scored 17 points against Wake Forest. And LSU barely survived at a shootout in Missouri. That game was up and down the field. Yeah. Where is LSU who used to used to hang their hat on defense? The pride of the Bengals yeah. was their tough, hard-hitting, yeah. athletic defense. They are like a sieve. Yeah, I mean, they they're can't, just – They can't stop their own just running right through. They can't stop anybody right now. There you go. Okay, we're up against our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. Coach Mike, it is Manic Monday, October 9th. We're going to talk NFL Monday Night Football right after this.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. 
We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Thank you for joining us as we are in the studio. And uh, I'm with my good friend, Coach Mike, on the board, taking care of all the technical stuff so we can uh, broadcast this out to you. And we are WKOM, Front Porch Radio, broadcasting, obviously, on 101.7. And we also have a sister signal, 103.7 WKRM. FM, and uh, we were talking a little college football before the break, and uh, you know the Mario Cristobal uh, calling the play and fumbling uh, the player fumbling the ball to Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech pulling out a miracle win there at the end. Um, you know Miami University, of Miami, the Hurricanes. You know where they go to next this coming weekend, North Carolina. Mm. who's undefeated and, and they, playing that, well <laughs> that look ahead game you know that that we got georgia tech we're favored by 23 you know let's you know let's just trap get the, game let's it's, get this played and let's move on on and, and and start working on north carolina which they might have started working on georgia tech week who knows but anyway they uh hurricanes um got washed away uh this weekend now, looking ahead uh, this coming weekend, Texas A&M is headed to Knoxville and uh, to play the number 19, 20, number 20, depending on what poll you're looking at, balls. Um, A&M's 4-2. and two. They just took it on the chin from Alabama at College Station. Um, Tennessee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So what that's telling us, Vegas is saying these teams are basically yeah, equal. basically equal, yeah. And, and Tennessee's getting three and a half yeah. point for playing in Knoxville. Tennessee's four and one. They had the weekend off last weekend. Um, let's see what else is coming up on the schedule for this coming weekend. Washington and Oregon. Oregon at five five and zero. Oregon at number seven five and zero. Washington. That should be a great game. Um, Auburn's at LSU. Missouri's at Kentucky. USC is at Notre Dame. And I tell you what, mark my words. Notre Dame will be up for that one. USC's defense is like a sieve. That yeah. it's just going to be a shootout on who who maybe who has the ball last in that in that game, coach. Um, and number eighteen, Where, where's that one being played? That's in Notre Dame. That's in oh, South Bend. Yeah, that, 
Um, NC State is at Duke, number 17. Duke, Duke 4-1 and one is number 17 in the country right now. Um, UCLA, number 18, is visiting number 15, Oregon State. UCLA's got one loss. Oregon State has one loss. And that's the nightcap for Saturday night. Oklahoma in the top 25. Oklahoma's got the weekend off at 6-0, well-deserved after beating Texas. And number 13, Ole Miss, is 5-1. and one. They have the weekend off coming up. And Texas is going to be licking their wounds. They are 5-1 and one after taking the last yes. second beat down by Oklahoma. And they're, they have the weekend off. Oh, man. That's a, boy, no, that, that's, that's a, that's a long weekend that's off. A, <laughs> that's a that's long a, time to sit that's there. That's a long two weeks to think about <laughs> that game. That's a long time who, who to Who do sit they play there when lick, they come back? Lick that wound. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure – I just have to. I have to look it up. Yeah, know. I have to look that up and see what's going on. I don't Whoever know if I they're going to play next is probably about to get a beat down, unless it's a you know. <laughs> well, that's you know they're going to be they're going to be ticked off. There you go. Uh, okay, what else we have going? On? Oh, I tell you, what else we got? You Braves fans, yep. I'm sure you all know this. If you're a Braves fan, uh, at a little after five o'clock tonight. Uh, on TBS, the Phillies visit Atlanta, and the Phillies are up one zero in that in that Safe. series. And That's you know, the break the break clinching the, early may have been the may have been the death not the death knell, but it may have been something to. Something you know, some, something that's going to work against Atlanta. Well, uh, um, you know, it, 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 we're going to find out. Starting uh, pitcher for Philadelphia will be Zach Wheeler. And Max Freed, F F R I E D, yeah. Did you pronounce that Freed? Yeah. Or it looks like it would be pronounced Fried, fried but it's Max Freed, <laughs> Freed will be on the mound for uh, Atlanta. And uh, the Phillies, a little a little bit gambling note now. Um, the Phillies are are fourteen and five over their last nineteen games. That's a they're hot. That, that's for a seventy four. Let's say seventy five percent winning percentage. I mean, if you're, if you're ever going to catch fire, that's the time to do it. I like the under eight, Coach, the under eight runs in that yep. game. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring uh, ball game tonight. And that starts at a little bit after 5.07 is the scheduled time uh, for the first pitch. And then the second in the National League Division Series, second game tonight, will start at 8.07 for the first pitch. And that's the Diamondbacks at the Dodgers – and the Diamondbacks are up 1-0. Uh, and they absolutely pounded Clayton Kershaw right out of the right out of the box their first game. It was by the third inning, it was yeah. nine to nothing or something like that. Though so I think it was the worst first few innings Clayton Kershaw has ever had in his history of pitching. Um now, uh tonight for Arizona, Zach Gallon. With a three point zero zero ERA, uh, in his in his he's already pitched one game and won that uh, in the playoffs. Uh, we'll be going against Bobby Miller for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers, and remember, uh, the Vanderbilt pitcher Bueller is no longer available and on uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers because of uh, I think he's having Tommy John surgery. Uh, yeah. And so um, he's not going to be available during the playoffs, and that and that hurts the Dodgers. However, the Dodgers do have John Overton High School product Mookie Betts, 
still playing for him. And the old Brave Faithful, and I know Brave fans in kind of a weird way still root for Freddie Freeman. I mean, you know, yeah. that's just that's just the Freddie's a, just, just a feel-good guy. He, he was a good guy. guy. He was and, a good guy not? while he was here. And, and why not root for him, right? And, I mean, and, you know, I think a lot of fans felt like he kind of got the, the cold shoulder from here, from from Atlanta, and that's why he went and I, other places. And, and quite frankly, he may have. I mean, that's uh, when every time he comes back, they uh, yeah. they, uh, they they you know they yeah, give they, him a good they give him a good reception sure, and stuff sure. like that. And, they, and, I don't and, think and they hold any harbor any bad ill feelings toward yeah. Freddie Freeman. You know, I think I think if anything, they're kind of rooting for him, except well, when they play the Braves, right? And, okay. and, and and stuff. So, okay, uh, I think a lot of them feel like he kind of got the raw deal of that, and ended up having to leave. Okay, I like the under in that under eight in that game. I like under in both games tonight, Coach. As far as a wagering per- perspective goes. Um, and also, uh, just on a wagering note, the over has hit in one of Los Angeles, last, Los Angeles Dodgers' last five games. So, the last, last home games, that's, that's, that's home games. The last five games, the Los Angeles Dodgers have played at home. Only one game has gone over the run total. So I like both under both totals in tonight, um, this afternoon, and well, this afternoon, I mean, five o'clock. Five o'clock is evening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, early evening. Okay. Um, what else have we got going on tonight? Uh, Monday night football. That's right. It is the Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Packers are now favored. <clears throat> excuse me. The, let me get. Let me pull that up and just make sure that's. I'm reading that correctly. I don't want to give out any bad information when it comes to listeners possibly, uh, possibly wagering their money. Okay, according to FanDuel, right now updated lines are the Raiders are minus two and a half at home against the Packers with a forty-five and a half total. Basically, again, even. Even match that's, that's home, right. home team gets the and the Magic Eight Paul is gonna. I'm gonna go. You know the Raiders Monday Night Football have just been a killer. I mean they've got a great record, but I'm going against the trend. And the Magic Eight Ball said go against the trend tonight, folks. I think the Packers and Love have figured take, things out. Take the Packers plus the points. But the last look, time I look, saw the Packers, they were in some disarray. But, I mean, they seemed to be struggling. But remember this, Devontae Adams plays for the Raiders. If you want to bet on a touchdown score or a double touchdown score, bet on Devontae Adams to score at least one, maybe two, possibly three touchdowns tonight. We'll see what happens. This is yeah. the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Coach Mike. We're going to be back on the air Thursday, 4 o'clock. Tune us in. Thank you.